0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Uh, But I'm so excited to bring this word to y'all tonight. God has placed it on my heart and I'm ready to speak it and communicate it. My one prayer has been, God, please don't let me speak too fast or too loud so it doesn't get past But God. Communicate the way you want to communicate it. Because I have something special for y'all tonight that God has given me. Um, the title for tonight's talk is Too Strong to Stop. Turn to the neighbor and say, too strong to stop. Too strong to stop. What we'll be talking about tonight is discovering a strength that cannot be stopped. A, a strength that doesn't come from the world. A strength that can't be bought. A strength that can't be um, just taken out. A strength that comes from not the world, but a strength that comes from God. There's be seasons in your life where you're not going to always be able to cooperate or be able to operate the way you want to. Your flesh, your humanity is going to come out, but it's in those times when we can lean onto something that's bigger than us. It's in the times of our weaknesses, it's in the time and seasons that are tough that we have access to a God who has power over everything. He has a strength for you tonight, a strength that will never fail, a strength that will never dissolve, will never go out, a strength that even when we are weak, he is strong. We're talking about too strong to stop. Where we're going to be picking up is Judges chapter 16, verse 15, Judges chapter 16, verse 15, and we're going to be taking at the look at the life of Samson. So uh, Samson, if you haven't read his story, he has a pretty awesome story um, that goes all over the place. He, uh, he's a hero, uh, he's, a, he's a warrior, but he he's also um, was defeated and he went through all these things. We're going to talk about it. Um, But a little context about the life of Samson is that he was born a Nazarite or he was born and to be raised as a Nazarite. And what that means basically um, is three things that in his entire life from from birth to his entire adulthood, he could not um, partake in any kind of wine or or alcohol. He could not um, shave his head uh, or cut his hair and he could not um, be near any uh, dead corpse. And that's literally all in scripture. It's really random, but that's what was the life of a Nazarite. Now what Nazarite means in Hebrew is to be separated or to be consecrated, to, to live a life that is separated, that is devoted. Um, for us, how we look at this through our context as followers of Jesus Christ, we are also meant to live a life that is separated and consecrated. Now, I'm not talking about you go out and live a life of a Nazarite and don't cut your hair, and I'm not talking about all that, but for us to reach this world, we have to live a life that is different from the world. For us to reach people isn't going to take us to imitate people, but instead influence people by living the life that God has called you to live. See, to live a life of Jesus is not to live a life of the world but to live a life that is consecrated to live a life that is devoted to live a life that is separated from the world because if we are going to make any kind of difference we have to be different we have to be the lights we can't blend in with the darkness instead we have to live a life that is consecrated are you hearing me tonight and so Samson he's living this life that is devoted to God and because of that God has blessed them with a the supernatural strength um, to defeat the Philistines um, there's all kinds of crazy stories. Has anybody seen the movies about Samson? They're all exactly right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's so many crazy stories, but it's almost like it was Hollywood, but it wasn't. He would he defeated many Philistines, and he also defeated in one battle 1,000 Philistines. He killed them all with the jawbone of a donkey. Talk about working with what you have. Literally, he defeated a whole army with this jawbone of a donkey and uh, Samson by the strength of God by him being devoted to God he was empowered to leave the the nation of Israel from the oppression of the Philistines and so all these things were going right uh for Samson until he met a woman Until, (laughs) until he met a woman named Delilah who he fell in love with if you know the story um Delilah uh was not a good influence on his life um Delilah would be uh, soon be bought out by the Philistines to trick Samson into telling Delilah uh, the secret or the source of his strength so that way uh, the Philistines could defeat um, Samson and so one day Delilah is trying to get this information from Samson it, it, says, it says how long it took but it says see, that she kept on pestering him and pestering him to to get the secret from him um, but three different times Delilah tried to pry out the information of, of what the source of the strength was and try to pry out the information of, of the secret to his so That way he could be uh, defeated by the Philistines. And three times he, 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 he told her different reasons than the true one. But this is where we pick up. All that context led to this. Are you ready? Judges 16:15. It reads this. It says, Then Delilah pouted. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets? Everybody say secrets. When you don't share your secrets with me. Can I just warn you tonight? If somebody comes up to you, you know, random family member, whoever, and they say, Hey, if if you love me, then you need to do this for me. If somebody's saying that, you need to turn your back and run. Because they don't understand what love is. Love is not a take, love is a give. Love is not uh, what can you do for me. Love is what can I do for you. So if somebody approaches you and saying out of selfishness, saying, if you love me, you would do this for me, then that's not love. Love is sacrifice. Love is not a, a, a selfish um, ask. Love is sacrifice. Um, and I also know I've got the youth in the house tonight. Can you give our youth group a hand clap? So let me get a little bit youth pastory tonight. Um, young people. If you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and they come up to you and they say, if you truly love me, then you would have sex with me and you do all these things with me. Can I say that's the biggest red flag you will ever see? And that you better turn your back and run because your purity is worth it. Your purity will last. And if somebody comes up to you, your boyfriend or girlfriend, now, okay, no, I will say this. If they have asked this, you need to text them right now say it's over or something. Because if they come up to you and say, hey, if you love me, you would do this with me and that with me, can I say they're not in love with you, they're in lust with you. That they don't want things that you have to truly offer. or do, They just want to take from you. That is not true love. True love is patient. True love says, hey, I love you enough to wait. I love you enough to, to do it the right way. I, I, I love you enough to, to protect your purity, not steal your purity. Is anybody hearing me tonight? You need to recognize the, what people are saying, and we need to protect, especially our young people. We need to protect our purity. And so right off the bat, Delilah, you can see her heart, and it's not right. And then she continues She said. You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. Everybody say strong. strong. See, although Delilah, she was asking this um, question out of an uh, attempt of at manipulation and trying to take something from him, trying to take um, uh, the information that, that was his source from him, she asked him a question that I believe we all need to ask ourselves, and it's this. Where does my strength come from? you need to take a, a pause maybe tonight and just ask yourself that real quick where does my strength come from does it come from my experience does it come from my education does it come from my history does it come from um, where I've been or what I've done where does my source of strength come from does it come from my finances does it come from my relationships does it come from um, people or politics or where does my strength come from because you're only as strong As the source allows you, where you get your strength from, to allows it to be. Like if your source of strength is a relationship, one day that relationship is gonna end. If your source of strength is is finances, one day recession is gonna hit, and there's gonna be times, there's gonna be low seasons, and your strength is gonna feel weak. If if your strength is in people, people are gonna fail you. If your source of strength is relationships, that source is going to end up empty people are going to betray you but what I want to talk about tonight is that if your source of strength comes from the Lord if your source comes from God even in times of problems and recession and betrayal you can still be strong even when people turn their back on you you can still have the strength to have good character even when somebody is saying things about you behind your back, or even when things are going your way, you can still be strong enough to do what's right. Why? Because they're not your source anyways. God is. God is the source that when we get our strength from him, our strength will never will never uh, be empty. Our strength will never end. See, point one um, for tonight, and, and Haley, you can, you can stop. You can stay up there the whole time if you want. Make me, she'll make me sound holy for a whole 60 minutes, and i love it. But it's up to you. See, point one for tonight is this. Only God offers a sustainable source of strength. Only God offers a sustainable source of strength. If you go out into this world and you try to live life based on um, people, relationships, finances, whatever the world has to offer, you name it. If that is your source of strength, then your strength is going to fail you one day. One day, things are going to collapse. One thing things aren't going to go according to plan, and you're not going to have the strength to do what's right. But if your strength comes from the Lord, then even when things fail you, even when the world collapses around you, who know that God will still remain? That your strength can still remain, that you can still be strong enough uh, to make the right decisions, to have the right mind, to not give in to fear, to not have anxiety. See, the biggest, really, advantage of being a follower of Jesus Christ is that we have access to that kind of strength. That when the world is panicking, when the world is freaking out, when people are saying what's going to happen next, you can still have access to a source that says God is still in control. That says, I still have a strength that even when things aren't going right, I can still be strong. See, only God offers that sustainable uh, source of strength. Psalms 28.7 says it best. uh, Where David writes, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. And I burst out into songs of thanksgiving. See, only that kind of strength can only come from that kind of God. That kind of strength that will give you a sense of joy, a a sense of thanksgiving, a a sense that even when things are going wrong, you can still be strong, that only comes from the Lord. If you try to put that weight on people, people are going to fail you. People weren't made to hold that weight. If you put all your strength upon, now let me just say, upon your spouse, not even your spouse was meant to carry that weight. Only God was meant to carry that weight. Only God was meant to be there for you. Only God was meant to carry all those worries for you. Only God is meant to carry um, that weight and be that source of strength. But what I find so encouraging is that he's the only source that offers it. He's, he's, the, he's the only source uh, uh, that, that will not fail. He's the only source that will sustain. But can I say that source will never run dry? He will never come to a point when you ask God for strength. He will never say no. When you ask God for strength, He will always say He will always give it. He will always say He will always give it to you when you need it. He will always provide when you need it. When you need that sense of of, of strength to hold on to faith, guess what? God's going to give it to you. God is not a selfish God. He doesn't withhold things. He, he gives and He blesses us with the strength that only He provides. He's glad we serve that kind of God. That even in any time of need, we can call upon God and he is there. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm too strong to stop. I'm too strong to stop. So verse 16, as we continue on with this story, uh, she, it says that Delilah, she tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. And verse 17 Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. this is what he said. He said, my hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength, everybody say strength, said my strength would leave me and I would become as weak. As anyone else. See, it was not his hair. That gave him his strength it was might be a sign of his dedication but his strength came from him being devoted to god that's where his strength come from from him being a nazirite separated and segregated to god and that is where his strength come from but the moment he turned his back on his devotion the moment that he started to, to think that maybe his strength was more about his skills or his, his knowledge or experience or more about him and less about God. That moment when you think your strength comes from you is the moment when God's strength leaves you. And that strength, it said, it, it, it left him, He said he would be weak as everybody else. Samson, the, Samson, the, the guy who's seen movies about Samson, who, who defeated a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, said that he would be just as weak as anyone else if it wasn't for God. Can I say, if it wasn't for God, I don't, I don't care how much you know or how much you've done. If you don't have God in your life, you're just as weak as everybody else. If, if you don't have the strength of God in your life, it doesn't matter how many self-help books you read or podcasts you listen to, you will still be as weak as everybody else. Yeah. Only being paired up with God and having a relationship with God will you have the strength from God. Let us never reach a point where we think our strength comes from our own self-disciplines, um, comes from our own routines. I love those things. But my strength doesn't come from my, my, my uh, discipline or routines. It comes from my devotion with God. My, my strength comes from when I get in a quiet place with God, when I have my, my, my prayer clause and I get in. That's where I know I begin to feel the strength of God come upon me. And things I felt anxious about, now I feel uh, better about. Why? Because the strength of God, that's where it comes from. So let us not become so proud that we forget where our strength comes from. See, it doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from the world. Uh, Let us never think that our strength comes from anywhere else but from God. Because if we keep that kind of perspective, if we keep that kind of of mindset, I'm saying, God, it doesn't matter what happens in my life. I know where my strength comes from. If you keep that kind of mindset and always point your fingers back to God, you're always going to have strength when you need it. But it's the moment of pride. Where I believe Samson got to in his life, over over years and years of being a Nazarite, he gave it up because he started to think that maybe he was his own source of strength. that maybe his knowledge, maybe his accomplishments, maybe that all the things that he has done is the source of his strength. And that moment that happened and pride stepped in, he lost the strength that God was giving him. But the way for us to not lose our strength or the way for us to never step outside of that grace, you want to know how we do that? Is that we always give God praise? I, I've come to learn in my life it doesn't matter what happens. If something good happens in my life, I straight say thank you Jesus. If there's an open parking spot, I say thank you Jesus. If I see if, man when the when the Texas Longhorns win, I say thank you Jesus. Right? It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. If it's good, I say thank you Jesus because to God be the glory. To God, we get all the praise. And if we do that, if every time we say, God, something good happened in my life, it's not because of me or what I've done, it's because of what you've done, you're always going to have the strength you need in your life. And that's how we sustain that strength from God, because we always give God the glory, always give God the praise, always say, God, this is because of you and not because of me. In verse 18, after Samson tells Delilah his secret, it says in verse 18, it says, Delilah realized that he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers, and she said, come back one more time, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. And Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with, their, with his head on her lap. And then she called in a man to shave off seven locks of his hair, and in this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength, everybody say strength, strength, left him. His strength left him. See, it wasn't that, again, that his here was the source. It was his dedication and his devotion to God was his source. But the moment he forsake the, the, the source, the, the moment he, he began to think it was him and not God, the moment he began to give himself too much credit was the moment he began to lose his strength. It was the moment that he felt it that it left him, and, and maybe Delilah was the vehicle, but he was the problem. His mindset was the problem. His perspective was the problem. And he let pride enter into the equation, and he lost the strength that God had for him. Point number two for tonight is if we forsake the source, then we forfeit our strength. If we forsake the source, we forfeit our strength. See, when we forget that God is the one that gives us the strength, that's when we begin to lose our strength. And a lot of times it doesn't happen all at once. It's not that you wake up one day and say, "Wow, look at this great life that I built. It happens over time. You begin to think of maybe when people begin to say, pat you on the back and say, good job. And you say, you know what? I am kind of doing a good job. Or when people start saying, you're so good at this or so great at that. And if we don't steer that praise in the right direction, and we let that praise go into our mind instead of giving God praise. Can I say that's when pride begins to step in? And before we know it, we're living a life just based on our own strength. And years will pass by and we'll look back and we realize that was the moment when I let my pride go more into my strength than God's. And I lost it or I began to lose it. And so Samson, he forsook it, he, he forsaken the, the source and he began to lose out on his strength. And in verse 20, it says, then she cried out. She said, Samson, after she cuts off his his hair and and betrays him, she says, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture. Everybody say capture. The Philistines have come to capture you. And when he woke up, he thought, I will do as I did before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. See, Samson still looked the same physically. But everything was different spiritually. Samson was still swole Samson on the outside. But on the inside, he lost the strength of God. And he realized when he began to approach life. So you want to know how you you realize you might be slipping on the strength from God. It's when you approach something that you're usually over, able to overcome easily because you know who you are in the eyes of Christ. But when you begin to get too prideful, you'll approach that same problem and all of a sudden you're getting a different Anxious thoughts or all of a sudden you're you're, you're getting uh, a a thought and you say, where did that thought come from? or Where where is this coming from? See, he approached something, but he realized that he didn't have the strength from the Lord. See, let us never get to that place of pride where we we miss out on the power, on the peace that God has to offer. And in verse 21, it says, so the Philistines, it says, they, they captured him and they gouged out his eyes. And they took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to uh, grind grain in the prison. But before long, it says his hair began. Everybody say began. His hair began to grow back. To me, that's a sign of hope for everybody in the room we've all fallen short we've all made mistakes we've all come to a conclusion of saying oh maybe i'm so great that we begin to miss out what god has for us but can i say even when we fail even when we mess up we still have an opportunity at grace we can still come back we can still grow back i mean some of us we might be relating to samson in this moment say i remember i used to be more disciplined than i am now i used to be closer to god than than i am now i used to have a better devotion life than, than i have it now i used to be stronger back then and you look back and you say how can i ever i can never get back to that place but can i say with god he gives us the opportunity what's so great about our god is that it just takes one step in the right direction to get right back on track It doesn't matter how many mistakes we've made. It doesn't matter how many um, steps in the wrong direction. All all we have to say is, God, God, I need your strength in this moment. God, I need you in this moment. And it says that his his hair began to grow back. The hope began to come back. He he began to, to, to realize where his strength comes from. See, with God, there is always hope. With God, there's always opportunity. With God, there's always grace, even when we don't deserve it even when we mess up, even when we have the, the most obnoxious thought of thinking that we have more power than God, even when we begin to think of that and go a wrong direction, God loves us so much. God cares about us so much that he would still say, no, you know what? I will still offer you my strength when you need it. You no, know, you know, right when you get back on track, right when you get back where I want you to have that heart of repentance, we can still get right back on track. So don't let the enemy convince us it's too late or that you made up too many mistakes or that you'll never be as strong as you used to or you would think about, oh, I used to be so strong with God, but then I made so many mistakes and then I made so many wrong decisions and now I, I can never get back to that place. Hope oh, maybe I can just stay here. Can I? That's a lie from the enemy. The enemy wants you to stay at the same spot. Sometimes the enemy will try to convince you that you'll never be as good as you once were. You'll never be as strong as you once were. You'll never be as devoted as you once were. But I'd say, with God, there's always hope to get back on track. All we have to say is, God, 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 I just put me back in your grace. Put me back in your, in your strength. Father, I, God, I, I, I turn my back on all those things. I don't get back on track with you. See, it's never too late. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's never too late. It's never too late. In verse 23, it says, the Philistines The rulers, they had a great festival. They're offering sacrifices and praising their God, Dagon. And they said, our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, our God has delivered us, our enemy, to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Everybody say power. God's strength comes from His power. It comes from Him. He's the source of our strength. It's it's the power of God that comes from upon us. But see, if we reject God's strength, if we reject His power, we succumb ourselves to a different kind of power. We we succumb ourselves to a different kind of influence. We succumb ourselves to a different kind of temptation. If if you reject the strength of God, we're going to then be too weak to, to not give in to the temptation of the world. It says that Samson came under the power of a pagan god, of a false god, of the Philistines. Why? Because he gave up the power of God. He he gave up the strength of God. And because of that, because he chose his own strength, and not God's strength, he became susceptible to the power and the influences of the world. See, only God's strength, only, only the strength that God gives is the only one capable of pushing past the temptation of the world. It's the only the only the the strength that God gives will only be the type of strength that can push back the the influences and 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 the power of the enemy see when God gives you strength that's the only type of strength that can say no to temptation. Again, I don't care how many self-help books you read, if you don't have the power of God on your side, if you don't have the strength of God, when that time of temptation comes, when that time of influence from the world comes, you won't be strong enough to say no. Because only God could give you that type of strength. See, only God offers that type of strength to defy the world. But when you defy God and you don't step into his strength, you just succumb yourself to the enemy. Samson will succumb to the enemy this samson who was so strong they even were making fun of him samson who killed so many of us is now under our power why not because he gave not because he lost his strength but because he lost the strength of the lord he gave up that kind of strength and when you give up the strength that the lord has to offer we will never be strong enough alone on our own to to come against what the world has to offer we'll always succumb to the world if we don't have god on our side so let us never think, let us never come to a place where we're just rely on our own strength. Because if we do that, that's how we get lost. That's how we get succumbed succumb to the enemy. Only God's strength, everybody say God's strength. God. Only God's strength offers that kind of power to push back temptation, to push past all the things that the world comes against us. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says it best like this. Paul writes, he says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. What he was telling um, the, the Corinthian church, was saying, see, you are part of the church, but what the temptations you are facing are no different than what the temptations the world are facing. You're all facing the same temptations. But this, then this is what he says. He says, you're all facing the same kind of influence. But he says this, he said, but our God is faithful, and he will not allow the temptation of, to be more than what you can stand. He said, when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure, so that you can be strengthened. See, what Paul was telling the church, he was saying, you are facing the same kind of problems and temptations of everybody else. But here's the difference. You got God on your side now. And now you have the opportunity to say yes to God and no to the world. Without God, we don't even have the opportunity to say no to the world. But with God, now we have the opportunity to say yes to him and no to the world and be something different than what the world has to see and offer. That's what makes it different. That's what's different about the church is that now us, we have the opportunity to say no to the world, say yes to God, and begins to be the light that the world needs in this dark, right? In this dark time we're living in, we need a light that comes from the church that says, "Hey, I'm standing up for God, and I'm living a different kind of life." So, in verse 25, as these Philistines they are, they are celebrating um, the defeat of Samson to the point where they brought Samson out, and they and they they begin to want Samson to to do. Um, uh, tricks and entertain them and and as as a, as a way of of really demeaning him and this is where they pick up in in verse 25 it says half drunk by now the people demanded bring out samson so he can amuse us so he was brought from the prison to amuse them and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand he said place my hands against these pillars that you hold up the temple he said, I want to rest against them. Now, the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistines' rulers were there, and there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord. He said, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen. Everybody say, Strengthen. strengthen. He said, Please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the philistines for the loss of my two eyes see samson he looked up to the lord he said remember me o lord but here's the thing god never forgot about him god never forgot about samson what but what, what happened is that samson forgot about god he forgot where he came from he forgot why he was consecrated in the first place he forgot why he was raised as a nazirite in the first place why so that he could be different so that he could have a source that, that other people don't have access to, that only people who follow after God have access to. He forgot about all these things, and I believe that he was cast to this place, that he became so prideful that he had to be humbled, and he came to this place where his eyes were gouged out, and he was being treated as a slave, and he came to this place, and even though he was at his weakest moment physically probably, he began to remember where a real source of strength came from. And after all that, after all that happened, he, he looked up to God. After him turning his back on him, after him, him turning his back on, on what hit, made him different, he looked up to God He said, Sovereign Lord, he said, strengthen me one more time. Tell Telling the type of God that we serve. It doesn't matter what kind of weakness we gave into. It doesn't matter what kind of problem we're in the middle of. He loves us so much. He's so sovereign. We just have to look up and say, God, strengthen me in this moment. God, I I don't know how I'm going to be able to start this business. I I don't know how I'm able to raise these kids. But God, strengthen me in this moment. Can I say, anytime you call upon the name of, of the Lord, he will answer. Anytime you look up to God and say, God, help me, help will come. Anytime you say, God, strengthen me, strength will come. That's the type of God that we serve, the type of God that answers us, that communicates with us. Samson, who even though he turned his back on God, he looked up to God and said, God, strengthen me one more time. And even in his humanity, even after his rejection, even after all all these things, God still answered him. God, the sovereign God, he still answered him. Even after a, a life of ups and downs and, and a life of disappointments, God, God still answered Samson. So I want to encourage somebody to say, I don't know where you're at, so I don't, I don't know what, what place you find yourself. I don't know where in the story you relate yourself to. But like I can say, at any moment of your life, at any point in your story, you can ask God for strength and he will give it to you. At any point in, in your weakness, you can always ask God for strength, and he will give it to you. It doesn't matter if you are in a mess that you created. It doesn't matter if you're in a mess that was created by your own decisions. You can still say, God, help me out of this mess. And even though God didn't make it, he can still fix it. And God can still take it out of there. God can still give you the strength to get out of the type of God that we serve. That's the type of God that we serve. Can you stand with me tonight as I'm close? Haley, you can join me. Then verse 29, after all these events take place, after Samson and he says look at the life of Samson man it's the life of ups and downs it's the life of mountaintops and valley floors it's the life of him defeating a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey now he is a prisoner of the Philistines now he is a slave he is blind now he is treated as 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 nothing he he is even being held captive uh, uh, by it says a child servant was the one who was in charge of keeping control over him mighty samson is now being controlled by a lowly child servant a life of up and downs a a a a life of of him i've to see in this moment that samson's looking back at his life and he's realizing his mistakes he's realizing what went wrong he's he's realizing that god was so good to him he was realizing that god had put so much grace and strength on his life that he began to realize that all those things that happened all those philistines that were defeated all those victories that took place they were all done by the strength of god and one last time it says they they brought him out to entertain them but in verse 29 it says then samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple and pushing against them with both hands he prayed let me die with the philistines philistines and the temple crashed down on the philistine rulers and all the and all the people so he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime turn to your neighbor say i'm too strong to stop too strong to stop see our strength to, to realize what that coming is is from is is that when god is with you you're too strong to stop I don't care the problem you are facing. I, I, it doesn't matter. Saying, you say, saying, Caleb, don't know. I'm going against some strong stuff right now, but can I say you're too strong to stop? It doesn't matter what's coming against you. It doesn't matter that the anxiety or the depression. It doesn't matter uh, that the betrayal, whatever it is, you are too strong to stop. God has given you a type of strength. God has given you an empowerment. God has given you the source. You're too strong to stop. I'm going to close with this thought. Is that our strength is secure when God is our source. Our strength is secure when God is our source. Our strength is secure when we say, God, you are the source of my strength. We no longer have to wonder if we're going to be able to sustain ourselves, if we're getting our strength from God, we will be sustained. We will not no longer have to wonder if we're going to be able to to get through this and persevere and be able to have the patience or be able to have uh, the the, the confidence. You won't have to worry about that because your source isn't you, it's God. And if God is your source, then your, your strength is secure. You will always have the strength when you need it. No longer will we come into the moments of of weakness and not be able to overcome. But now when temptation comes and and problems comes and influence comes, if God is our source, if our strength comes from him, we're always going to be able to push past, persevere, and endure. Only God offers that type of strength with every head bowed and hand raised I want to begin to welcome in the strength of God into this place, to begin to help some weary hearts, to begin to bring peace to some restless minds. That if you've been battling with a thought, if you've been battling against addiction, if you've been battling against a problem that you feel too weak to overcome, if you've been battling against uh, uh, anxiety, battling against a situation, and you keep on coming back with the same result of saying, I'm too weak to overcome this, can I tell you there's a different source? There's a source that comes from the Spirit of God that He will give you the confidence that you need. He will give you the identity that you need. He will give you that strength that you need. That in that moment of weakness, in that moment, God will be able to empower you. The strength of God will come upon you. That you'll be able to go to places and and spaces that you've never been before by the strength of God. Father, we just pray right now, God, we're welcoming you into this place. Let you. Your church, Let your sons and daughters realize that we're too, we're too strong to stop. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter the influence or the enemy. It doesn't matter what we're coming against. As long as you're our source, we're too strong to stop. The world can't have anything against us. No, no weapon formed will prosper. No, no, no word spoken against us will come to fruition. God, if you are with us, if you truly are our source, then we're too strong to stop. There's nothing that can stop us from pursuing your purpose and your promises there's there's nothing that can stop us from saying yes to you god because you are our source of strength you are the source that father gives us the peace and the confidence so right now father let us just give into your will and father let us put down pride let us put down selfish ambition let us put down any kind of thoughts that make us think that we are the ones that give us the strength but instead god lean into you in this moment. Let every person in the sound of my voice begin to say, God, you are my strength. Father, you are my source. God, you, you are the one who gives us strength, God, and that we will lean into you. Let's just begin to let the Holy Spirit have this way. We're going to begin to sing a song and in this moment, just begin to let the Holy Spirit give you strength there's some single moms in this place that's wondering where the strength's going to come from there's some business owners in this place that are wondering where is the strength going to come from there there's some students in this place that are trying to figure out how they're going to be strong enough to say no to temptation but can I say you have the source and the source is on the inside of us thank you for listening to today's message if you liked what you heard be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend